Welcome to Geeks Corner. I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. And tonight we have a wonderful night in store as we talk about the Jungle Cruise annual pass. Well, not annual pass. Membership possibilities. Stuff from the Walt Disney World Resort and even Raya and the Last Dragon. We are going to talk about it all tonight. And if you'd like to join the conversation, what should they do, Katie? Go to geekscorner.live. And from there, you should be able to uh, participate in the chat. We're sure hoping. On YouTube, you should be able to. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can go to twitter.com, use the hashtag Geeks Corner. Yes. So as we start things off tonight, uh, this seems to be a regular thing that I've been doing more frequently. Like this happens before, but now I'm actually sharing it with all of you. Is I am reading another new book. <laughs> this is called The Star Wars Archives. It goes through the making of the first three episodes of Star Wars. And I'm about 40 pages in, I'm going to say. And so far it is fantastic like it gives um it gives backstory to star wars um there's interviews with george lucas and some really cool pictures as well and and so that's your completely meaningless it's not meaningless but it means something to me it means something to me too because i'm enjoying the book but um i'll probably get a review up on it whenever i finish it it's it's kind of big (laughs) it is a large book it's a large book um and i said i was going to get one on that other book too and i haven't written it yet but um, there's a lot of good Star Wars stuff coming out right now. Good Star Wars. Like most of it written. I mean, yeah, because we're in between yeah. series. So but yeah, there's a lot of really good books out there. Um, this one being one of it from 40 pages in. So definitely yeah. would suggest uh, reading it. I hope that they make more of them in the future because this is just the original three. And I would love to see prequels. Oh, that'd and, be really good. And even sequels of this and then make like a big, heavy, like. I don't know. They could either make one really big book or a series. You just want a big coffee table book. It wouldn't be a coffee table book. It'd break your coffee table. That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's hop into the Weekend Geek. Hop, hop. Yes, the Star Wars droid stamps, which the story will probably be up at midnight. <laughs> if we had Daps. to make a guess. Magic.com, if we did have to make a guess. So let's move to the Weekend Geek. Uh, this week, we learned we're going to start off with something I think we're both excited about. And the Jungle Cruise yes. is getting an update. And we would love. Yes, there you go. Um, but we would we would love to hear your opinions on the changes coming for Jungle Cruise as well. But uh, we learned that the Jungle Cruise skippers are now going to be a part of the actual attraction as opposed to being kind of your guide, I guess you could say, for the mm-hmm. attraction. Um, they're going to be putting some, some tight spots, I guess you could say, um, I don't know. It feels very great without a paddle. (laughs) It feels very great movie ride to me. I'm sure they'll get the point in the end. Anyway, what do you think about the changes? Um, overall, I think the changes are great. Um, most importantly, I don't think anyone loves the jungle like Kevin Lively does. It's true. Like I have known Kevin for over a decade and um he he has a passion for the jungle yeah and if you look at the former projects he's worked on like skipper canteen or tropical hideaway yep um those are all very love for the jungle and mm-hmm. like i remember when tropical hideaway opened and people were like oh look at this fun little thing over here remember when we ate all of that food yeah i do that was yeah, that was that was a challenge that was a day but there was a lot of hidden things in tropical hideaway that people really loved um and i think that was greatly in part to 
Kevin's input into what he did. Well, and it's not without precedent because uh, if you think about, if I'm correct, in 1955, um, Disneyland opened. Disneyland opened, and Jungle Cruise was a, a serious attraction. Uh -huh. It's like, look over here, you have elephants. Elephants over here, yeah. you have whatever. And and then a few years later, they updated the thing and uh, added. It's like eight years humor, in. yes, and and really that was in large part thanks to uh, Mark Davis who went through and put in some of the gags that, that were um, appearing in the show or in the attraction. Yeah, and it seems to me this is a necessary and good next step mm -hmm. um, because it's basically been the same, other than maybe adding um, what are the man-eating. Uh, Piranha. Piranhas they added uh -huh. in. Like there's been a few little changes through the years. They are false. Yeah. But this is this is an interesting thing to me because I honestly think it, if I had predicted what we'd be talking about for changes of Jungle Cruise, we would not be talking about this. I thought if you'd asked me two or three or four years ago, I'm going to say three years ago, okay. we'd be talking about a certain movie that was supposed to come out oh, last summer. Yeah. And we'd be talking about how they're adding parts of that movie into this attraction and none of that was brought up currently which doesn't mean it's not going to happen you know what update i want what i want one update to the script do you want the rock no i want one update to the script and there will be lots of updates to the script lots of updates but no mm -hmm. but in for referencing the movie i want one and in the scene where there's the rock wall i want them to be like guys look it's the star of the jungle cruise the rock <laughs> i feel like they could do that in the next year or two like that's it that's all that you need to do writes itself that's all you need to do you that don't would need be great. to put an emily blunt, blunt animatronic or dwayne the rock johnson animatronic you just need to say something like that i will admit when i saw the um the poll where they're up the poll with the mm -hmm. rhino at the bottom i was like i did have that question of like i wonder if that's gonna end up being where they put people from the movie. Yeah. Um, Clocky says he's heard that joke on the on the cruise. Oh, well, okay. So I'm not creative. That's fine. Um, no, it just means you're qualified. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be a bad Jungle Cruise skipper, guys. I have um, been a Jungle Cruise skipper. I know you have. There's a picture of you right there being a Jungle yep. Cruise skipper. Yep. Um, but in the, um, in the grand scheme of things, for some of the things that will be changing for the attraction, I think it's time. Um, uh, I mean, Splash Mountain in its origin was definitely questionable. Um, and Jungle Cruise has questionable things flat out in it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's good that it's changing just because then it's not being depicted as normal anymore. Um, and I think that it's time. And I, I anyone that says, what would Walt have wanted? Walt wouldn't care about the Jungle Cruise. No offense. Yeah, he he'd, would, but he'd want it to change. Well, but he would want he would care about the most about what was new and what new things were happening. And what he probably would be mad that Joan Cruz hasn't changed already. That is to correct. be completely yes, honest. Because Walt was always about making things better. And, and I think you could make the argument that yeah, he wouldn't care about the Jungle Cruise because he'd moved on to the next Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Um, Walt was always looking forward and how can you make things bigger and better? Yeah. And um, how could he play with them and whatever. So I I don't have a problem with things changing. I think I mean, there's there's always that hard part of, in general, Disney annual pass holders formerly were, 
<laughs> in memoriam. Um, the, the artist formerly known as Disneyland annual pass holders. 26 years. Um, <laughs> That's um, funny. Yes. But generally, Disney fans are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. Like, they go the same places. They do the same things. Um, and generally when things change there's this whole uproar of like oh i can't believe they're changing it this is going to be the worst thing ever and then it changes and there's a little bit of grumbling for a while and then six months later though if you were to change it again it would be i can't believe they're changing it the new the new additions were the best things ever and so i just think it's always this um this transition time of like oh yeah we actually do like this we just have to realize that we like it And um, I, I think it'll be one of those things. And uh, the real Jungle Cruise opened at Disney's Animal Kingdom on April 22nd. <coughs> uh, uh, Walt wanted real animals. Oh, to yes. Yeah, I guess you could say that with the safari. Yes. Um, but it was so when this when this got announced, I literally was like, oh, OK. And I'm if you guys know me and I, I don't know how much I've vocalized this on geeks corner, I am a big, not fan of change. It makes my brain yep. sad and I kind of freak out. Um, but when this happened, I was like, Oh, okay. Like jungle cruise. Um, and I, and Steven, as you're saying, you're happy the change is happening and people can speak to whether the change actually is an improvement on the issue. I think they do have people looking at the team that's working that Kevin being one of them is key. I think he has a decent track record and um, and maybe more important, he has such a deep love of the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. And he's got a passion for it. And um, I actually think he's probably that guy. And uh, when I've gotten to talk to him about different things through the years, I've always been really impressed with like he doesn't just do things. He tends to like dive in head, you know head over heels into them. So I, I think it's going to be great. Um, the other thing that's that's been a big change this week that's really not a change because at the end of the day, we still know nothing, is we got clues as to what potentially could be a part of a future membership program for former Disneyland annual pass holders. Mm-hmm. And so um, I actually am going to flat out say that I have zero opinion on anything right now because all we've seen is questions and we have not actually seen anything that says this is what's going to happen until we actually know from Disney and nobody other than Disney that, hey, this is our plan. This is what you pay. This is what you get. There's really not a whole lot to worry about or speculate about because at this point they're gathering information just like we are. Do you have any opinions on the the big the only thing I want to know is what does the rewards program mean? Cause yeah, um, I mean, that's, that's an interesting question. That's, that's like my big question is um, like, are you going to get postcards? Are you going to get <laughs> I hope postcards. stickers? I think Glocky hosts postcards too. Um, but it's like this, this top pass that's $1,500 in theory, if any of this happens, it's all hypothetical there's a rewards program attached and it seems like that is the selling point of that top pass is this rewards program. So in my head, I'm just like, well, what, what is this? Good reward. It better be a darn good rewards program. And I don't actually know that that's the top pass. Yeah, that's true. I mean, just thinking of the prices we left versus the prices that we're seeing in these surveys, it's like, that doesn't seem enough to be to price out per se. Yeah. 
Um, and and let's that's just what the information we're given. Again, it's a survey. This is prodding this is people's information brains. gathering. It's doing exactly what they wanted to do because one, it got the data yeah. from people, and I think it's probably going to trickle out to more people. And two, and perhaps even more importantly, Disney's getting a feel of the pulse of the reaction of the fan base right now. Yeah. Um, from things like this and other videos. And and that will be very interesting to see how that impacts anything. Um, I just don't think what we've seen is anywhere near the big picture um, because it doesn't make sense to me that prices would go down. Um, yeah. And, and the bigger thing is that it's sometimes like there's less blockout dates on the uh, lower value passes. Mm -hmm. Um it's currently not making sense. Um, I'd be very fascinated to see what data they've gathered. Um, I also wish that I could have seen the actual survey firsthand. Um, You've got time. I've got time. Um, but I, mean, I still haven't got my refund, but hey, I'll take a survey. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to get like $12. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. But... I'm fascinated. Whatever the whatever that looks like. What would be your dream membership program? I don't know. And here's the funny thing. Kind of when we left, I was starting to get to the point where I was like, I was kind of hurting when I was paying for my annual pass. I was like, oh, this is getting me a bit much. Yeah. Oh, like it, it was just getting a little bit tighter. Yeah. Um, and I'm the person that bought a $300 ticket to the Pixar Pier premiere party. That land wasn't even new. Yep. And I bought a $300 ticket. Like I'm, I'm sure their target demographic of people who are willing to just throw money at things. Um, so I, I, I know it's going to get more expensive for what I want because I liked the past I had. I liked that. Well, and I think it's interesting because there's definitely different levels of annual pass holders and what they spend. And I think of like what we spend, which is probably thousands upon thousands of dollars a year. <laughs> and that's um, not counting when we go to Walt Disney World. <laughs> yeah, but mostly, I would say mostly in food and like things that you can experience, totally. I would say, as opposed to merchandise. Um, and we still get merchandise. but Occasionally. <clears throat> but it's mostly experiential things. Like they get a lot of money from us that way. Um, but we also know that annual pass holders don't spend as much money as a um as a day guest yeah. and and honestly like i actually think i'm curious i'd be curious how that works and maybe we just spend more as annual pass holders than a lot of other people yeah um because when i go to florida i pretty much spend about as much as i do at disneyland um other than the hotel room like the hotel room is definitely a difference there yeah. and so i'd be curious what that's going to be um angela says her ideal pass is a signature one she had flexibility um minimal blackouts in parking yeah. i think i think that's really the dream and the in what we would ideally want and i would honestly be okay paying a little bit more for that if the parks weren't as busy Agreed. if the parks were as busy as when we left i think it would be a trick but if if they change these things through reservations pricing you name it it might be worth it then. I don't know. I I, I agree with Clocky though that taking away parking um, will hurt things. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that would have a lot of unintended consequences on multiple fronts, whether it's from 
the Uber Lyft thing or the parking and, you know, parking a mile away and walking in. Or we know people that live in the surrounding neighborhoods and that, that happens right now. All the time. Like yeah. that happens with people having parking. Yeah. So I, I think I think there's a lot of um, law of unintended uh, consequences and refunds for Star Wars night. Did you ever get that? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so that'll, that'll still. They're like being indefinitely rescheduled as far as I know, because Star Wars night, villains night. Um, there was another. Still coming. Yeah. There was another night. Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess they're going to refund them, but no one's really said anything quite yet. Yeah. So all this to say is we know absolutely nothing. We can speculate as much as we want, but even until you, Disney says this is what's happening, everything is a guess. Even though you are being referenced in articles. Yes. All right, let's move on over to Walt Disney World, where it was announced this week that Festival of the Lion King Yay! is returning in a modified format um, this summer at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Katie, what do you think about this beyond yay? I love Festival Lion King. Um, I also love live performers having jobs. Um, I'm really, really excited about it. I'm hoping that by summer, um, it'll be a lot safer in an indoor environment. Um, I mean, Florida is actually doing really well in vaccinations. So I'm hoping that that'll be really great. Um, and that'll be a huge step forward to um, the parks looking a lot different in summertime. And I think that that's probably potentially why this is coming back in summertime is that things are expected to look different. Um, I'm just really excited. I think it's a great show. I think it's like very what animal kingdom is about. So makes my heart happy to see it come back. Um, what other shows would you like to see return to the Walt Disney world resort? Like to me, I'd love to see finding Nemo return. Um, I don't know how they would do that. Like, I don't know how they're going to do any of this. I think it'll be very interesting. See, I, I've only seen Finding Nemo once, the musical. Mm -hmm. I didn't love it. Yeah, I know. But there's also Beauty and the Beast. There's Fantasmic. Yeah. There's, um, there's lots of different entertaining. Personally, and I think Christina is going to be on my side with this one. I'd love to see the trolley show come back. Yeah, that'd be very um, sweet. Even if it was just them. half the amount of people dancing. <laughs> well, no, even if it's just their train station moment. Oh yeah, because they they do a train station moment for the trolley show. Yep. Even if it was just that, I would love to see it come back because that feels very Main Street. Mm -hmm. Um, and Hi. the citizens of both Hollywood Studios and Main Street, Main Street USA. Yeah, I think that that would be very fun. Um, I think this would be a good point too. Is we in the pre-show came up with a new segment called uh what was it called understated understated hyperbole which actually is a challenge uh-huh so the way it is is we have to understate hyperbole okay and uh do you want to go first what's the hyperbole it's up to you it's a statement of hyperbole <laughs> that you were going to understate like i could not be any more excited about festival of lion king returning I'm having the time of my life. You know, I had the time of my life. And I owe it all to you. <laughs> couldn't do that one. And Katie I just lost. Do that one. And that was the first segment of... <laughs> I made myself laugh. Understated hyperbole. Oh, that's terrible. So the goal is you keep understated in a straight face. And the moment you laugh, you lose. All right. So uh, Katie is the first loser for understated hyperbole. Not always, sometimes. You <laughs> but uh, we will continue with Walt Disney World news and talking about it. Yeah. And uh, very appropriately, our friend from Scent from Disneyland, Clocky, 
sent us this postcard this i guess it was about a week and a half ago um of the hall of presidents and uh very shortly after it was announced well it was it was confirmed i guess is a better way to put it that i think it's funny four years ago they're like we're redoing hall of presidents and there's all like disney parks blog i think had something up and if i recall they're like please no one look at us and, and now they're just like oh yeah yeah we're we're doing this somebody's like hey are you guys doing it and they're like yeah all this to say is President Biden will be appearing in the Hall of Presidents in Magic Kingdom. With ice cream. Well, they're going to sell the ice cream outside. <laughs> no, they won't because they don't sell uh, yeah, no, gingerbread not at... Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I love to imagine that as like a gingerbread man type uh, experience. You leave the Hall of Presidents, you get a scoop of ice cream. Like, That'd be great. It's That'd there great. to purchase. Um, so obviously Katie's very excited about President Biden. Um, entering the Hall of Presidents. I actually think it'll be good, too. I think his his speech last week probably will, uh, two weeks ago, um, will uh, be conducive to what they do at the Hall of Presidents. And, um, and I think looking down, like, decades past, mm-hmm. it's going to be very interesting um, because we're going to be able to say, did you get to experience the last version? Yeah, so I think it'll be version before that. Yeah, so I think it'll be actually very interesting for us from a historical standpoint to be able to be like, hey, we lived through this. We actually did experience this as these presidents were in there. Mm -hmm. And um, and really, I wish we had. So we have the last two presidents on our YouTube channel, but we don't have Clinton or Bush um, before then. And I really want to find video of that. That'd be great. Because I just I think it'd be it's it's kind of a historical thing. And um, as Katie knows, I'm a I'm a bit of a history nerd. I think I have about six presidential. Uh, I bought you one of those. That's also auto or yeah, autobiographies that are sitting in my office right now. Um, two of them are re- I'm reading right now, and the third one I will get to as soon as I finish one of the two because I can't have too many going on. But um, I do think it's interesting to see like how these things go, and and since we're getting to see the pros and cons of history firsthand. Mm-hmm it really gives you perspective to some of the older presidents from like a hundred years ago that have pros and cons as well. And, um, and I don't know, I think it just brings history that much more to life. And, and so I'm excited about president Biden. I'm excited that we've had the presidents before. And I love that they do it this way, even though we don't always like the people that are, that are speaking. Yeah, I am. I will say I'm very excited to hear president Biden's speech. Um, it's the first time I've said President Biden out loud. I like that. Um, but I'm very excited to hear speech because I, I do think that it'll be one of unity. I think it'll be one of positivity and um, moving forward. Well, it'll be pulled from his. What they do is they take his inauguration speech mm-hmm. and they cram it into 60 seconds. Well, I'm saying that I think <laughs> the pieces that they take. Oh, you're looking forward to see what they pull from. Okay. Pull, like seeing now. what the actual speech itself looks like. Yes. Um. Like how how they make it work, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and I just hope that the Hall of Presidents always sticks around because I think it's a really a really cool attraction mm-hmm. and something that there's just it's there's nothing yeah. similar anywhere else. So, and I think it's good to to have the ups and the downs because at the end of the day, history does have its ups and downs, and yeah. we have to learn from the downs. Otherwise, we're gonna be destined to repeat them um yes i think eisner should appear from behind something maybe he could be off to the side or something that'd be kind of fun um 
He just goes, hello, with his Mickey Mouse watch. So is Chapex this then? Is that his? Yeah, I guess it would be. What's Bob Iger's? I don't know. <laughs> I, I We all know Eisner. Like, it's just, it's, which he had a really good book too. His autobiography. I Autobiography Words is very good. Yes, they are. Um, anyway, we are excited about what's coming to, I think, all the parks, really. Like, there's a lot of fun things happening. A lot of good things. Um, even with a lot of them being closed right now. But uh, hopefully they will be back very soon. And uh, we will get to experience them all. Uh, final thing for tonight, I think. Right? Yes. Um, say that again? Did I miss one? I think so. Oh. I don't know. I might be confused. I don't think I did. I'm on it. Um, there we go. Wow. So you're killing it. Raya and the Last Dragon had a new trailer that was released this morning. It was so kind of them to know that we had Geeks Corner tonight. <laughs> and we'd love to talk about this new trailer and there's posters and all of this stuff, too, that you can check out on DapsMagic.com. But, Katie, what do you think of this new trailer? I'm excited. I think it's going to be a very interesting story. I also think it's one unlike Disney's told before. Like, For sure. Yeah, it, it feels very different. The only thing I'm concerned about, I don't love Aquafina, And so I don't know how I feel about Aquafina voicing the dragon. Um I do think it's a very interesting concept, the whole film. Um, like, overall, super interested to see how the story plays out. I will be paying the Disney Plus premiere access for sure. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I, I, I guess that's an interesting question is uh, we're two months, I guess, mm -hmm. a little bit less than that, oh, actually. Um, and it will be released on Disney Plus premiere access and then also in theaters on March 5th. Um, would you see it in theaters? I would not. Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm very fine um, watching it at home. Movie theaters. Okay. So movie theaters scare me anyway. Like non-pandemic times. I'm afraid of movie theaters. Yeah. Don't ask. I don't know. I'm scared of them. Um, but uh, I don't think it'd be safe in March. Even if I'm vaccinated by March. And I could be vaccinated by March. Even if I was vaccinated, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable in a movie. There you go. So premiere access for sure. There watching it at home. I'm excited. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I am very intrigued by the scope of it because it looks like it's going to be a fairly large film. For sure. Um, it kind of has that epic look to it. It looks like there's going to be some really beautiful um, scenery that almost has a live action feel to it at points. There was a couple of moments where I was just like, oh, this almost feels not animated yeah um, it's gorgeous yeah it's i think it's going to be a like walt disney animation and pixar keep upping the bar on how these things look um i am curious like who's going to be the little cute sidekick character tuck that's his name right but we haven't seen it yet that's the alan tudyk roll the horse no the rolly yeah the I rolly think, pulley I thing think, she rides on yeah I think that's what he is. Yeah. I don't know either. Um, so maybe that will be it. I will be curious to see how that plays out. Um, I don't know that we've seen enough of the film, which is good to actually know what we're very good. going to see. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that we've gotten a lot of like what they want us to see and where it shows us a really action adventure film. Part of me is like, is it really action adventure or is it really her going through some internal journey about trust and building relationships with people because there was that one line in the trailer where I was like, 
um, she says something. The world about, is bad and we can't trust anyone. And then and like maybe the world is bad because you don't trust. Yeah. Anyone. Which I think is a really interesting uh, concept to be exploring. And I think it's really relevant to where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, just because I do think we need to really work on being bridge builders as opposed to just shooting at everybody that we don't agree with. And um, which is why we're all thankful for you. But um, it, it, it It'll be very interesting to see what the actual story is and what the actual moral is, which I think that's going to be it, is you need to trust people and you need to build a relationship as opposed to um, letting your differences divide. And uh, Coffee with Kenobi, he often says on his podcast, he's like, um, we can agree without being disagreeable or disagree without being disagreeable. And I, I really like the first time I heard that, I was like, that's kind of weird. And the more I've thought about that, I'm like, that's a lesson the world needs to learn. And, sure. uh, and I kind of wonder if, if not exactly agree or disagree is this movie, but it, it's the trust or distrust. And um, there's an old Western called Silverado um, where there's a line in it that says, um, I think he says something, the effect of, I've always thought you should either, uh, what is it? trust people or not, there's not much difference anyway. And and it always kind of weirded me out because I'm like, what do you mean? But like either way, you're setting a paradigm for the world you're going to live in. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued by, I think I'm intrigued by the ph philosophical questions this movie's going to bring up. <laughs> but uh, we'd love to hear what you think about the film from what we've seen so far, which admittedly is very little. True. And uh, we've got about a month and a half, I guess, as I'm thinking about it till it comes out. And uh, then we'll have a review up, hopefully, and all that fun jazz as well. But we're running out of time, Katie. So what should people do? Go to dapsmagic.com. Check out all the Disney and geek news as it happens, because I feel like there's a surprising amount of news no every kidding. week. Busy week. Uh Subscribe to our mailing list. Find our Patreon. I forgot everything I said after that. But... Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any of the videos that we have going up, including our current tradition of Sunday nights at 7. Joining us for Daps Watch 2021 as we watch uh, mostly Disney movies. Um, I think all of them have been Disney, but all in Disney. Uh, we watch on Disney Plus. It's a lot of fun. We've been enjoying doing that. We've got videos going up every day with Disney this day and continued videos from Murray and me from Florida among some other random things that we're just finding and uploading as well. But uh, that is all the time that we have for you this week. So we will see you around the corner. Bye. Mm -hmm.